Okay, with Ryan Walker Page, Wawa by the Ocean is the short film play of the Experimental Dance Film Festival. This is a dance film. You are a movement director. Really interesting film. Uh, it's like it's it's a unique dance film. I see a lot of dance films, but this one's got a really great story to tell. According to your blog, it said that the the song is the is the the song in the film is what it was the it was like kind of the seed that kind of made this film happen. I guess. Yes. So I heard this song at a housewarming party and I was mid conversation with somebody and I remember just completely getting captivated and um, lived with this song for like six or seven months. I like meditated to it. I had like a very uncomfortable medical procedure and it was, <laughs> I had it playing and it became like a friend. Um, and it just felt really natural to follow and then I be developed a friendship with the harpist who ended up being in Los Angeles and the whole thing felt right and just kept giving me kind of green lights to move forward so the person the harpist that they're the ones they're the ones who who created the song they're the ones who mm, yeah so the song has been out since 2017 and it's this LA based harpist named Mary Lattimore so it wasn't created for the film yeah. And um, but it was out of an album cycle. So there was really no like incentive to create a visual. Um, so I cold called her and approached her with a desire to do it. And, you know, we both grew up in North Carolina. There was this kind of immediate twinship and that feeling of like, oh, you too, me too, I think was like laid the pavement for us to make it a passion project. So you just called her out of the blue and just yeah. said, I, I love have no song. idea where she was in the world. Yeah. Did you know that she was also from North Carolina? No. That's quite the coincidence, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> How many people in Los Angeles or that area are from North Carolina? Less than 1% one would assume? I think that's a fair percentage. <laughs> <laughs> and two, two talented people, two creative people like yourselves are from the mm -hmm. same. That's, that's kind of wild. So I guess mm -hmm. could, some would say it was meant to be, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Felt like that. Okay, so she wrote, wrote. So, what did you did you kind of come up with a concept with her? You just said, "I want to use your music, this song, for a dance film." Mm -hmm. So I looked to see if the song had any music video attached to it, and it didn't. Um, and I think I had been through a spell of, you know, making dance for other people and. Um, losing sight of my own practice and what inspires me. And I just felt this like wellspring of inspiration listening to this song. So it was like part of an effort to tap back into my own voice. Um, and it was also during a time where LA had just gotten a huge pass of rain. So I knew I really wanted to celebrate like more transient landscapes and especially for LA, which is sort of always on the border of crisis <laughs> yeah i guess i guess it is i don't mean to laugh it's just that it seems to be it's it's kind of an invented uh like city in a lot of ways right so it's like it's sort of like you always worry what what's next for the for the great city of los angeles i guess true true i feel like joan didion said it's always on the border of paradise or catastrophe or something like that and it's true. <laughs> People willing to take the chance because it's good weather and it's the film industry, right? So 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the film gets the film starts off like 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 even the landscape, the visuals that you give us is kind of sweet and like it's very kind of like you said, like kind of like meditative, and then it gets intense. Mm-hmm. And then it gets like so you did the choreography of the dance as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty like it's like a kind of a jarring kind of intensity, and then it like it kind of like takes the audience on this kind of emotional it's part of the cliche roller coaster, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it felt what felt really clear to me is that I wanted to separate it from a traditional dance film um by adding a little more narrative to it and yeah. the way which was some I pretty simple I like just had this woman looking straight on into the camera and kind of signifying like okay we're in the world outside and she's kind of absorbing what's in front of her a couple of like kind of loose pov shots um and then she closes her eyes and it gives us a lot more permission to like explore the world inside um yeah i have to mention she's also smoking a cigarette too right so yeah she's smoking a cigarette so it's like also thank you this difference between like kind of apathy and vibrance and just sort of like something flat versus something more frenzied yeah and she looks how would you just like i don't want to say like I was going to say a word, but I don't want to say it, but basically, but she has a certain uniqueness to her, to her look, I guess, or even her makeup mm. or her hairstyle. Yeah, it was so, I mean, this was my first time doing makeup, my first time doing hair, my first time doing, I was, I like did everything. And it, for the women, like it, I wanted to achieve some sort of like Laura Ashley, Sea Witch, Courtney Love kind of burn. Courtney Love, that's the first thing that I'm quality. from that generation. It's the first thing that jumped out to yes. me. Yes. Yeah. And I liked that because part of this was like trying to celebrate and almost give a lullaby to women who've been like shredded apart in the public sphere. And um, like I made a work a few years ago ago called Goodnight Courtney Love that had nothing to do with actually Courtney Love, but it's like a concept, a group of people that's has stayed on my mind and definitely like as a theme. Um yeah and i told her to do that to like look straight on and just as if like someone had disappointed you for the a thousandth time or something because like there is something even transporting about a cigarette break it's like time for yourself you're more kind of in a very mundane way can go into a more like liminal space or something can i ask what is like because you're born like in the I hope I could say this is like you're born in the early '90s, so you're like what three when her great album came out? Like, so what? What's with the? I'm curious about the Cordy Love uh, influence. Yeah, well, I'm also gay, so I feel like I have like <laughs> really like um, ferocious, ferocious attachment to like women in the public sphere who didn't like sublimate anger and like Tori Amos, PJ Harvey, Courtney Love. Um, early early on in my life and I think they were part of my mom's collection so I just sort of like immediately had a connection to it gotcha that's that's (laughs) interesting so you're in so okay so tell me about the three the three uh the three performers three Mm. the dancers in the film where did you find them there were three of my dearest friends um and all dancers in Los Angeles Dina Thompson is 
the first dancer who we meet um and she is an incredible dancer and choreographer and actress and mother and um always feels like she knows how to kind of like take you to hell with dance and then also like send you somewhere really soft like I, I just knew I wanted to use her um and I it did I did want to use older dancers too that felt important especially when there was so much emotionally to say I didn't really entrust like 19 year olds to do that yeah um, Second dancer is Jasmine Albuquerque um, Croissant. She, it was her parents' property that we shot that on most of that film in Malibu. Their house burned down in the in the 2018 Malibu fires, the Woodsley fires, and it's since kind of rehabilitated. She's also an amazing dancer, teaches, um, and also a mother, and also has a similar like singular talent as dina and then maya's really young she's like 22 or 23 but um has that sort of ancient rage to her and she's a dancer in los angeles and doing many more things outside of that too and you wanted them to be like like look similar like in terms of their aesthetics yeah 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 um it didn't feel so important and then when i was like putting it together i was like yeah this feels right to feel like a united front maybe like aspects of the same person or um i was like okay with that sort of loosely being part of it of like it might be three dimensions of one person or gotcha. three experiences yeah Okay, so tell me. Okay, so you got the song. So she was in the film as well, right? So you you go Mary, right? yeah, yeah. Um, so Mary Lattimore, she's a harpist. She just had a new album come out that I did another music video for, um, called Ariva Derchi, and she is incredible. She like has found a way to like um, couple harp with like that looping and electronic system and can really take this like really, um, you know, joyful earthy instrument to space with like, and you hear it in Wawa, there's a whole tonal progression that happens where everything becomes kind of warped and lawless and sort of folding over itself. Gotcha. And so was, I'm curious, uh, cause you got some close-ups with her, with the heart, with the harp is that in continuity because i wouldn't know i'm just curious was that like in continuity with the song does that make sense you know what i mean like it's like yes um honestly you <laughs> would have to ask my editor okay. for it. he is so his name's aaron curry he shot and edited it and um he has a like a little bit of harp experience i don't think it was because we were just out there and then yeah. this random turn on the middle of malibu he did a great job syncing it especially for a couple of key moments where we just see the strings but those big sort of panning shots i have no idea <laughs> no it's because you know when you like say you listen to a, watching a music video and the guitarist obviously they're not in sync with the song right totally like, totally 
and basically but nobody nobody cares or knows about it. i was just I was so because the way you did the, the harpist i was like oh it's so magical the way she did it but then i wouldn't know if it's if it's in sync or not only the harpist player would be right so the yeah i think uh, um aaron was a big part of that magic it was really because i was more of the school of like it yeah. doesn't matter we just need this visual and the sort of rolling landscapes yeah. and he definitely had more of a allegiance to yeah. matching the plucks with the music which i in hindsight really appreciate he was also your cinematographer as well yeah he's amazing so how did you guys set it up because there's there's it's constant movement either the camera's moving or obviously they're moving and or vice versa or like both at the same time how did you guys set up the because you did the choreography you're directing it did you have like a did you have like a like very deliberate kind of on the setup like in terms of the shooting style like how you're going to shoot the film before you got the set kind of mixed we did a location scout a couple days before i mean the godson was uh our friend jasmine who knows malibu like the back of her hand she grew up there so she really helped facilitate like oh that place doesn't work let's try this place and so some of it was the everything that was shot on her property so like um everything in that gray which wasn't that was like the aquamarine layer we had no idea it would be that way there was no it was the whole video about landscapes the gray wasn't a part of it and then it was supposed to last from 8 a.m to 3 p.m so i was like okay we have to find a way to use this and so a big majority was shot there and then we did a little bit of sort of like kamikaze um on the ground searching later on in the day like closer to the beach and um some of the other valley shots so like around two minutes halfway through the film you got that very kind of intense kind of dance where they're they're, all three of them are in a very intense close-up they're looking right at the camera and you got some really cool thing happening in the background. Is that the clouds? Water. The, it's like the water. Okay. It's an overlay of like kind of water coming in. Um, and wanted to help that, like, help bring us to the beach a little bit in a more fantastical way and a more interior way. Um, the women were supposed to have like wet hair like this feeling so there's always this sort of like sea witch through line <laughs> yeah because you got the new you have them obviously then after that the sequence is now they're in their bathing suits and they're at the beach yeah the sun is coming down and i'm i'm assuming you don't have much time to shoot these scenes no no it was and it was after a full day of getting everything else um and it happened to be like I guess the official day where kids ask other kids to prom. So there was all of these beach setups (laughs) being like, will you, as we were trying to dodge all those, if you look really close, you'll see a couple people in the background, but the black bathing suits come from. So Wawa, the song itself is about the gas station in Philadelphia. And it's like a love song to this gas station. And um, Mary lived in Philadelphia for a really long time. And as part of her life rhythm there, she would like take the train, the the transit out close to the water, which was there a Wawa like right before the beach. I think it's called like Wawa 700 and Upton something. And she would like get the same hoagie and same coffee and change into a black bathing suit and just sit on the beach. And this was just like, she wouldn't even get in. She would just eat her sandwich and drink her coffee and go back. And 
that was like she did it very consistently for like 10 years or something 13 years and when she was packing all of her stuff up to leave she was like kind of hit with this wave of sadness of like oh i'm saying goodbye to this part of my life like this this rhythm and so this all by the ocean is a goodbye letter um kind of written on her harp when all of her stuff was packed up and it was just yeah on the way out (laughs) I just want to clarify what a hoagie is. That's like a Philadelphia term for like a so uh, like a sub sandwich, I guess. Yes, right? yes, exactly. Thank you. It's uh, Italian Italian immigrants. Uh, <laughs> they basically, they, I think they were going to ship their yard, and they called it like a like a it was like Hog Island, and then they they Italians make good sandwiches, and they called it a hoagie. Wow, I had no idea. Thank you. <laughs> it's because well, I, it's well, I'm I'm. Italian plus I love my sandwiches are my favorite food so I mm. I, I basically have it's like a double thing so for me so amazing amazing <laughs> I just wanted the people also too it's, it's it's good for me I love to talk about it but also just uh it's some people didn't know what a hoagie was I just wanted to point out so she's eating a hoagie at the at the beach in her bathing suits and it's the inspiration of the song yeah um the inspiration of the song was like this idea of it being a goodbye letter and like this vivid memory of something that was so part of her life which is like the hoagie and the coffee and the beach yeah and so i wanted to like honor some 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 of that too so that was the black black bathing suit so when she saw the film what was her reaction or her the music video whatever you want to call it i call it a film because there is a cohesive narrative what what uh what did she think of it she loved it she was really so grateful because there was no money here we tried to like pitch it to a record label and they were like there's no reason we would like a lot money to this but yeah um so grateful so um proud and supportive of me like this is my first time directing a film i mean oh as wow a- yeah, as a choreographer like we direct the eye and I've been on set a million times so I like know things but not really and she like then got me on to direct her second music video from a forthcoming album and she has like kind of organically slipped into someone that is like incredibly supportive to me and has a lot of faith in me which is like amazing to feel you know that's amazing. So you've already done the second film with her? Yeah, yeah, it's out. How'd that turn out? Um, it was a great learning experience for me. <laughs> yeah. It was All a right. great learning experience. Yeah. I don't <laughs> that's listen, I'm gonna I've, this is like a theme on our podcast. The second film is always the hardest film to do. Oh my god. Well, what have other people how have other people wrapped their minds around that? Well, it's because like the sometimes it's like I don't. There's many different examples, right? Where it's sometimes you just you you're you, you're talented, so you make a good film, like you made a good film, and then sometimes it's you get a little bit. Maybe your ego gets the best of you. Maybe you think you got it. Mm. Maybe you like. Maybe it's like maybe you get a maybe you got a little bit lucky in the first film, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not you're not so lucky in the second film, and then but at the same time you try to be you try to be more ambitious as well. And uh, filmmaking's tough, right? so tough and you have to be so prepared yeah (laughs) yeah um i think that is true and there are like very specific things that i'm going to take with me too of like you've got to ask dancers 
what tattoos they have on their body and you have to like there's so many things i would have never learned that i'm like so well equipped to the next time but this was a humbling and total worthwhile learning experience and again felt supported by mary the entire time which yeah. made me feel really good well yeah. she had, she knows that you can, we can make a good film right so like yeah right yeah and yeah. so this like like because like you you were talking about i'm assuming that the harpist music videos aren't like a big commercial success hit right so you're gonna have to go the independent route one would assume i guess yeah which gives me a lot more latitude to kind of do what i want because once you hit that more mainstream it's all about like demand energy and like um a lot of exhausting personalities and this is like kind of has the freedom baked into it to like really explore and play your weird right and so I'm excited to do one again, but again, the second, I'm glad that's echoed by other people because it was like kind of a confronting experience for me. Gotcha. Yeah. It, well, you have to go through it, right? So uh, that's yeah. part of the process. And then the third film is always amazing. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to learn. That's the thing. That's, you. that's like, yeah. it's like, you, you know, from even from dancing and doing choreography, it's like, it's always, you can't, you can't get too cocky, I guess. Right. So. Totally, totally. And don't normally, like, I got some, I, I'm sure I have an ego in me, but don't really, like, walk around with it too much in these spaces. And I think the ego came from, like, oh, it's nature, it's dance, we'll figure it out. And, like, that is was so irresponsible in hindsight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Well, what did you, so from this particular film, when we send the audience to you, what did you think of what the audience had to say about your film? It was lovely. I loved what people said about um, how the, like, well, first of all, it was just special to see people talk about it. Like, that I hadn't, I, outside of the people I know, I, I have not seen actual people watch it and hear what they say. And so that really meant a lot to me. Um I loved the idea of like one woman said it was like fairy music and that everyone commented on like the tonal shifts, which I appreciated. Yeah. It was a special experience hearing it back. Cool. And so you, and you're going to keep making movies, correct? I hope so. When it feels right, when it feels right. Yeah. I, my main thing, my main love is dance. And so I will continue choreographing and uh, movement directing and would love to take on that additional layer of directing and making a film too. Can I ask, because it, I was talking to somebody about this, this ballet dancer, a uh, very accomplished ballet dancer. And we were talking about like the lack of men in dance, dance classes. Like I'll pick up my mm -hmm. daughter from dance mm -hmm. and it's a hundred girls. But there's mm -hmm. like, then there's like two, there's like two guys, there's two boys. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is like, this is, I don't understand. It's like, it's like, then you hear uh, from moms and it's like, oh, I want my son. I think he wants to dance, but then, you know, it's like, it's all girls. I don't know. And it's like, mm -hmm. can we, uh, is there any way we can, we can change this stigma? I don't know if you have a yeah. opinion on this. Well, I th it's stigma is the word. And I think yeah. for like young men, we have to be invited into those spaces in a specific way because there's so 
much in the way socially of us saying, I want to dance, let me go do this. It can be a really alienating experience where developmentally like peer identification is like top of the list. So like dads, older guys, like people need to role model that so they can get kind of the idea of like, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. Because that way of thinking really matters at that age. And it creates sort of a Trojan horse into those spaces for these like young men who just want to like express themselves or get some more body intelligence or uh, kind of respond to beauty. Like, why are we suffocating that in the sort of male psyche? It's wild. It's crazy. It's like, it it, it kind of boggles my mind because you see like, uh, and I think that there's like, there's also like, famous like there's a couple of famous football players who've done ballet mm-hmm. but they're not going to talk about it and i feel that if they talked about it like say they're on they're on doing a press conference and say listen i did dancing as a kid i did ballet and you see this like the macho kind of american sport and this 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 talented football player says uh, go dance kids i think that that would be a big that would be a big thing i think it's all about the role models Mm-hmm. all about and having a variety of role models yeah and, and so like the football player the dad across the street the older brother that yeah. it has to have like kind of it has to be kind of attacking from all angles for no, yeah i meant from like the pop culture standpoint right yeah totally yeah. totally yeah um and still like the trickle down to these like kind of studios in the midwest or wherever it, it's going to be harder for that because the it's you have to consult safety too. Like and a lot of people are still getting ferociously bullied for being effeminate or doing something yeah. that they um, would consider someone make assumptions about their sexuality and all these things. And if it's not safe in the immediate culture, who's going to do that? You know what I mean? So it has to change from culturally to the immediate but also in the more immediate environments so it radiates out culturally yeah no it's it's fascinating i appreciate your your two cents on that because it's like this like i don't i I, there's there's so much progress to be made in terms of gender identification in terms of like the girl things and the blue boy things it's kind of it's people think that this has gone away (laughs) it it hasn't it just feels so so antiquated in a way that i'm like can we just sort of usher in the next frontier kind of more gracefully please (laughs) i know it's crazy all right i appreciate your two cents why don't we talk again uh when 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 you when we showcase another of your films again i keep making films because i think this this is a really special dance film i see a lot of dance films and it's thank you i really appreciate that yeah and remind me when it shows do you know when it shows in the second screening it's some uh did we send you an email i think it's sometime in uh, in december i don't have it on. okay okay great i'll check it out cool thank you for taking the time i appreciate it i appreciate it one two three four five